Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Zach. And today I am missing two of my fabulous co-hosts. I mean, they've been missing me for a couple of weeks now, but I have been working. I've been on a couple trips, but I'm back. I have the day off. So I am here with a very special guest yet again. She has become one of our little view roundtable, you know, circling co-hosts. Everyone, please welcome Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi, baby gorgeous. <laughs> so this is my first time being able to kiki with you on the mic. I'm so excited. I know. So like, let's get into some stuff. I want to hear your takes. Me and Annie first met a couple weeks ago out in the city. Um, Mo was like, you have to meet Annie. She's coming out with us. I got to meet Colson finally. Uh, I, you know, now I'm an East coaster so I can like kiki with you guys a little bit more. So that's been really fun. But Annie and I, what bar were we at? What was that bar called? Rise? It's called Rise. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we want to tell everyone to so come try to see us or something. But, yeah. I know. Like, uh, meet, meet, meet and greet. It's about meet and greet at uh, Rise if you guys are interested. <laughs> but so, and I just like, we looked at each other on the dance floor and we we're like, all right, let's get into Bravo. And we just like, everyone else around us was like <laughs> <Yes>. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like talking. I went on like one of my Kelly Benson yeah. rants. You talked about like the Louis Prince Charming thing for Teresa for a minute. Like, yep. Um, it it was it was a good convo. I loved hearing your big three on the last episode of the podcast. Who did you say you mm-hmm. said? Which I feel like a lot of people. I'm so glad that you are like this though. But I feel like a lot of people have been hating on Margaret Josephs. And mm-hmm. like, I, I love Miss Margaret. I love her so much. I mean, I can, I don't stand anyone though. Like I will always be able to admit when they're not giving. And I do think this was a rough season for her. I can admit that, but like overall, she has always been in my top five. She's very cutting. She's very intelligent. She's funny. Um, she was willing to throw her friend Siggy under the bus right away. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think like, and. I don't see enough people like giving her the credit for it. She revitalized that franchise. Like when she came in on season eight, she brought like this Jersey energy. Um, like she, she perfectly like blended into the cast, like formed relationships really fast, never like held out on her opinion, always gave it. And like her feud with Danielle, like goes down for the ages, in my opinion, in housewife's history. Like, I just think, she's fabulous and um i'm gonna talk about this more in the jersey segment but one thing that i absolutely love about her feud with Teresa is like she's got like the higher iq and it's so funny watching them go back and forth and Teresa like trying to like make a point and then margaret being like you're so fucking dumb like you're so dumb and like <laughs> it, it it's yeah. just the way that those two go back and forth and like it's like margaret can't even get her insults out because she's insulting like the way that Teresa just insulted her, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a higher IQ than Teresa, but Margaret, especially, uh, but more on that later, I guess. <laughs> we'll dive into that later. I first wanted to, cause it's been a minute since I've been on the mic. I wanted to give just a couple of like some Bravo opinions, um, that I missed. I was out of town during the whole scandal finale and Uh, I was on a bachelor trip. So I was with a bunch of like straight men who could not give a fuck about Scandival and did not know. And I was in Las Vegas 
So I did go to Vanderpump Paris um, at Paris, uh, which was fabulous. I had like an espresso martini. It was great. Like the ambiance was great. That's one thing Lisa Vanderpump like does well with her restaurants is like create like an ambiance. Um, my <laughs> server was there the night that Raquel and the girls were there with uh, Oliver as the server. And she said that um, the Oliver's wife is like unhinged and that they have been like separated and like, but like, who knows like what he's telling her, you know? So like, I was getting some tea on that. I was like, Ooh, like fill me in girl. I was like, it's the night, it's the night of Scandaval. Like give it, give it to me straight. Yeah. Did you skip all the other bars that night? Just, you just stayed back and just talked to that server all night. Was that <laughs> evening? <laughs> I literally was like, okay like it was it's my cousin's bachelor party you know and i'm like all right guys um go have fun gambling like i'm going into uh i'm going in here uh it's the nice this is like my super bowl and then it was so funny because like obviously got a little uh drinky drink in me walking around you know the, with the boys and they're gambling i really i don't have an interest in gambling also i think if i did have an interest in gambling it would be really bad for me um so i thankfully just walked around with like a cocktail but at one point because i had been traveling and i was so tired i was like okay i need to go back to the room i need to eat something and i need to watch scandal and i had brought mm -hmm. my fire stick so that i could watch it like you know mm -hmm. later and whatever for some reason the tv like the volume was just like insanely loud and it wouldn't turn down there was like a technical difficulty and like Ugh. all the boys were trying to go to bed and it's like and it's on the tv it's like ariana going like i don't give a fuck about fucking Raquel. and it's like the whole <laughs> hotel could like hear this and i was Ugh. like and i was going crazy trying to figure out so i can watch it and my brother goes can't you just watch it on your phone and i was like would you watch like the super bowl on your phone like i was like no. trying to like i was trying to like break it down to like these like straight man i was like this is this is a big moment like i'm not going to watch it on my phone i want i need to watch this like now so i ended up figuring it out i watched scandal mm. that was the one of the best hours of television i've ever seen in my entire life emmys 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 give, yeah like and then this reunion is also giving emmys like i just i am just astounded and i agree with like what mo said where it's like if you think this is like scripted you're like helen Kel like these what did he say he was like these aren't these, these kids aren't meryl streep they're not viola yeah. viola davis like i'm like yeah this is like real like i am like fully invested and i'm completely obsessed with it um last thing i'll touch on in my opinion of what's been going on in bravo is roni the roni trailer we finally have some footage of these women and i'm cautiously optimistic but i'm also just like the the old roni women just set the bar so high i'm more excited for the girls trip with like kelly ben simone kristen takeman ramona i think like that's gonna i think it's gonna be a make or break it for like housewives in general is this roni I think it's going to either, especially now we're, how we're seeing Atlanta go, how we're seeing Jersey go, like if this new Roni is super successful and the, and it takes off, I could see them doing that to all the franchises if they have like a slump. But if it sucks... Oh, bite your tongue. <laughs> like, <laughs> but if it sucks, which like I'm leaning more towards that direction, mm -hmm. um, I see our girls coming back. So... 
Yeah, I'll actually never forgive the the network and the producers for really fucking that up. I just think that should never happen. I feel like they should have done a better job of of um, filtering in some new blood and slowly filtering out the new blood. They've done a really good job about that on Beverly Hills thus far, and I believe they can continue. You know what I mean? Like adding Crystal in, even though she was born, was like a good idea to kind of, oh, she's young, but she is actually friends with Kathy Hilton, so it does make sense. She can maybe bring a young friend on here and there and you let one go at a time. You know what I mean? Like you don't just fire everyone and then start anew. You kind of slowly filter it out when it makes sense so that we don't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's how they should approach every single franchise, which is why I get very um, frustrated when everyone's like, bring back LVP, bring back this person and that person. It's like, no, I mean, Keep some of the OGs and then bring in some new and just make it feel natural so that we don't even notice, you know, and it just kind of is seamless. So the way that they fucked up that one season so horribly by bringing in some people that were just too far away, you know, like Leah and Ebony would just never be caught dead spending time with these women. Like they should have just done it more slowly where it was like, like Tinsley being the bridging gap for Leah, that made sense. When Tinsley left, it made no sense. So that was like, they were on the right track. I think they should continue down that track. Um, but I, I don't ever want them to do this with any other city ever again. Like, I don't like it already, but I'm, yeah, I guess I'll, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I don't like it. <laughs> I a thousand percent agree with you. And like, I mean, like we can talk about it in Atlanta or we can even talk about it right now. Atlanta's um, ratings are in the absolute like gutter trash. Like I've never seen like Atlanta was the highest rated show on Bravo at one point, you know, Mm -hmm. and now it's like hitting like Dallas numbers and it's hitting below the death of Roni (laughs) season. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and to your point, like, I think like, Obviously, everyone loves nostalgia and everyone like holds on to that. So, like, bringing someone back if it makes sense, but not bringing mm-hmm. someone back just to like suffice the f- fans or because the the show sucks now or like or it's not working. The new cast isn't working. So, like, mm-hmm. for like what you said, like bringing in some new people who had connections to the Roni cast because it's not like the Roni cast like those women weren't good. It's like the connections with the new blood didn't make yeah. sense. Um, yes. where like with atlanta the ogs or like the older cast are all going through insane personal stories right now that like Mm -hmm. i want to see so they have Mm -hmm. the relationships with some of the current cast members and they are also it's not like they're just like bringing them on just because they're like you know og Mm -hmm. with no storyline or like nothing Mm -hmm. to do like Mm -hmm. with like lvp like i don't really think she has anything really to like offer beverly hills right now like story-wise like she has it makes more sense for her on pump rules well let me be really clear and just really bitchy right now my point of mentioning lvp was more so for age like i'm just being honest what i'm talking about is let's think about like so there was a a guest recently i don't know it wasn't that recent actually um but there was a question on Watch What Happens Live that Andy asked that was like, do you think uh, Housewives will still be around in 10 years or something like that? And they, the guests both said yes. And he was surprised. And I said, you shouldn't be surprised. You should set it up for that. So my point is more like, let's think about longevity. Let's think about longevity. LVP can come back for a little bit, but like, 
just these women are going to get to like retirement age at some point. And so I'm trying to set it up for the future, like the future future. Like I'm just thinking long-term it's like, who are we going to bring in that can be a new Kyle that can be on our screens for, for 10, for now. And for 10 years from now, and we're still not sick of her something like that. Cause I'm just like kind of coming at it from a little bit of an age thing, because it's not always just believable to think that uh, Ramona, aside from all the other horrible things about her, but just her age alone, that she would be hanging out with someone like Leah is kind of a little bit of my point. And so it's like, I'm just saying, don't bring in someone that's 30 years younger than these people, but bring in someone that's like 10 years younger. And then they can bring in their, like their friends that are like a little five years younger. Like I was more bringing up LVP as, as kind of strictly an age thing, just because I don't see the longevity there. Um, I would not hate to see her back on this TV show, but it's, it's more the longevity. That is such a good point. Um, that I hadn't really like, I mean, I've thought about it before, but not like, you know, uh, as much as that. And that makes yeah, because we want to see these shows on for like seasons and seasons and seasons, you know, but like we have to like bring in someone exactly like who can develop relationships with the cast. And then when the cast like grows out of the show or whatever that they already mm-hmm. have, they've been on the show for a couple of years. So they're like the mm-hmm. fans like Margaret. Yes. You know, like yeah. Margaret's been on for like, you know, or like back when like Rena was on, you know, like Rena started in season five and then, but like, mm-hmm. I, and I think she had more, that's just my opinion. I think she had more under her belt, but you know, mm-hmm. here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that we needed to add in, like, I just, I stand by it. I think that uh, Ebony was just a poor casting choice. I like Ebony as like a, person like she would and i've said this before she would be great on the view she was not great for housewives and like that's you're kidding yourself if you think that she was a good housewife like she wasn't a good housewife she might be a good person she might be like you know but and she's Mm -hmm. a great commentator and she's very like Mm -hmm. you know would be so good on the view giving her opinion on everything Mm -hmm. but like damn she just did not there's a certain energy that each franchise has right you know like roni had a chaotic energy and she had no chaos energy like yes. Leah had chaos energy. Tinsley yes. had chaos energy in a different way. Ramona, mm-hmm. all those women have chaos energy. Yes. Vinny had no chaos energy. There was no chaos energy. To, and and yes, you can have a voice of reason. That's important. Obviously, like Carol used to be that voice of reason. But even mm-hmm. Carol had a weird, quirky chaos energy. It was more subdued, mm-hmm. but it was like, yeah. I mean, her staircase alone in her apartment was <laughs> chaos. You know, chaos. like, like, <laughs> like that's like, those are the things like, Ebony didn't really have anything that like stuck out like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes, but those mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be hearing all of our opinions on Roni when it starts, we're still going to cover it. We're going to give it a shot um, and see how this goes. I love the real houses in New York and I wish it none the best. And if there's one show or one franchise in the housewives canon that, can set a new trend or start something anew it's going to be new york because they already did that they were the first cast to have like a big firing before Mm -hmm. all right and with that being said let's get into our vanderpump rules segment
the way you talk to me, the condescending attitude, the way you're you like will never rub get two brain cells else. together. Like the way I said the way today. you would always tell me, like, yeah, your brain don't work so well. And I'd be like, you and the, throughout the relationship. Joke. Are you kidding no, me? No, no, throughout the no, you were always oh my always God. telling and me how never that told I'm you dumb. You dumb. You're you're crazy. I want to go back to Sheena. Literally delusional. I want to go back I'm to not. Sheena. Yeah, I'm not dumb either. You, I never said you were dumb until today because you're acting dumb today. Sheena, you call um, me dumb the last since you can't address... No, never together. once have I ever called you dumb and I'm going to use your tactic that you told me about about filming, filming this show is that if someone's saying something wrong about you, never let them finish the sentence. No, so that's not go. what I said. I said you need yes, to correct them. Yes, you did. Them. That wow. was also yours. That was your tactic. No, that was your tactic. That was your tactic, motherfucker. You said these girls like to spread propaganda. All right, guys, let's jump into part two of this reunion. This reunion is one for the ages. It's going to go down in history, especially with Bravo doing the whole uncensored extended versions on Peacock, because we got a moment in part two where they flashed back and they didn't censor that moment. And I was like, oh, my gosh, hearing James kennedy saying like don't mess with my bitch or i'll mess with your fucking fat cunt man and and not hearing that hearing him say that about randall uncensored gave me every bit of serotonin that i needed in my body like it was just i i, I literally went <laughs> like i like <laughs> i cast it's like i've seen that scene like a million times but like hearing uh-huh. it like censored i was just like damn throw all the shows uncensored on the peacock like please yeah. Also going back to like when Lala didn't know how to do her makeup and everything like that and her face just, just it, raccoon eyes. It was great. <laughs> it, it's very like triggering, like looking at Lala, like, especially they keep flashing back to that one scene where they're in the hair salon and her hair's all wet. And she's just yeah. like talking about like getting the Bentley and, or like getting whatever car she mm-hmm. and letting him hit it and thinking about Randall and her being so proud of being like, I let him hit it. I let him. And it's just like, uh, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, she was, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she was uh, very, very young and troubled, I would say, at that point. <laughs> I always like to remember the times when, like, Lala was a hostess and, like, she had nothing and, uh, you know, and I yeah. think that she's grown a lot. But, like, it is just so funny to think about, like, I want I I'm in desperate need of a VPR rewatch. So let's get into this reunion. Um, part two did not disappoint. I do think it was a little bit less exciting as part one, but I still think that it was like it was very good. Yeah. So I actually maybe disagree a little bit. I think that this one was a lot meatier, a little less funny, if that makes sense. But like I think that. Me, as Mo will tell you, anyone will tell you, I am like an amateur psychologist. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like there was like a lot to unpack in in this. Um, It was less iconography, perhaps. It was less like, you know, one-liners, whatever. But I feel like there was a lot going on, a lot to dive into. Um, I think James, and I alluded to this on the last episode, but I think that James... um, was not quite as funny. I think we're getting into a little bit more of him, you know, not being the greatest. Uh, I think that he has a lot to assess in himself. Um, I do, I do think that Allie is 
dangerous. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is such a take. Wait, please. Yeah. Please um go into your theory on Allie because I thought that she was great and I like love her and I want her to have like a full time spot. Oh, I mean impeccable. But like, okay. I, you know, clocked from day one that Raquel was only ever with James to be on the show, of course, right? Um, but I think there are some people out there that could have believed that perhaps Raquel actually loved him or like wanted to be with him because she seemed so fucking stupid. Um, there's nothing going on up there, you know? Uh, this feels like Ali is so smart and so lovely and so well-spoken that there's absolutely no possible way that she could possibly be into James for any reason other than to be on the show. Um, it's like Raquel, it's like sociopath 2.0, but this time with brains. Like, I mean, she's dangerous. I mean, I just think that she is so smart um, and she either has PR or she should open up a PR firm, okay? Because the way that she was answering those questions was just perfect. And I could never imagine anyone being so eloquent she did a really good job of probably convincing some people that she's actually here because she loves James. I still don't buy it. I don't believe that any woman like with this level of intelligence, grace, poise, whatever could ever want to be with him other than to be on the show. I just, so I think she's just really fucking good at deception. That's, that's a really fucking good point because like obviously everyone knew that um rachel was stupid from the jump you know and Allie is so eloquent and she's also very situationally aware like she like pays attention to what's going on like she knew mm -hmm. she's the one that she was the whistleblower of like this whole thing like with abby like thing you know like that's mm -hmm. what really got everyone's like antennas up Mm -hmm. about this whole thing so she's like very aware of her surroundings she's very aware of what's going on she's very aware of who james is i and i don't think she's like playing dumb in that she's too aware, but she's like too aware she's yeah. too aware to have not removed herself from the situation if it wasn't for the me, fact that like, she's on the show and much like me she actually mentioned that she dove into this bravo rabbit hole uh, bravo rabbit hole during quarantine so um yeah i i i mean i i see her <laughs> you're like we see each other yeah okay. i think um one uh, like her reunion look is phenomenal like she looked like so like flawless and like perfect and yeah. i understand why james is like obsessed with her like james goes oh. for like these like kind of they look like these like super innocent mm -hmm. like girls mm -hmm. and you know you never expect like these girls to be the ones you know trying to get on the show or whatever um yeah. as lala said the thin-lipped gals <laughs> <laughs> before I the filler he, he got them before the filler <laughs> i still think that lala and james are like soulmates oh ew <laughs> no they're like such end game to me like i i truly believe that I, I she's also she's also too i know she i know she was with randall but i'm gonna say this i also think that she is too logical she is too mature she is she has too much of a handle on things to ever be with him i mean i think james it, uh, was harboring a love for lala for a long time sure but um 
yeah, I, oh, I have to say something really funny. <laughs> so one thing about the VPR finale, um, that was so amazing. I know it brought kind of the, the world together. Um, it brought me and my husband together in a way that's never happened before. He has refused to watch Bravo with me and he watched the finale with me and he's watched the first two parts of the reunion with me now. So, you know, that's love. Okay. We're finally able to share in something. <laughs> that <is so> <laughs> that's like the best feeling. What? That's like the best feeling when you get yeah. someone into it. It's like, he's, you know, I love him so much and our lives are very intertwined. Obviously we're married and we live together, but you know, he hasn't been sharing this part of my life with me up until now. Okay. And so we're, it's a milestone in our relationship. All right. But one thing that he did say while we were watching the reunion was Ali walked out in the pink dress and Lala goes, Oh, hi. And Ben goes, my husband, he goes, Oh, wardrobe change. And I said, no, that's a new human being that's coming on. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the wardrobe changes that we are getting where they like go backstage and they're like in like, you know, snuggies and like comfy clothes. Yeah. like, (laughs) Like, like the image of like once, uh, Sheena had to be yeah. escorted off and yeah. she's in the trailer holding a white claw sitting in like a crew neck sweatshirt like watching i was just like this is so camp i like live i yeah, live yeah. for this this is so good but that is well, so funny. so um so ballsy to to be putting on the sweatshirts that don't have zips because i always felt like you know if you're getting your makeup and hair done you put on a zip sweatshirt i was thinking the same uh, thing i was like <laughs> how did you get that on there without messing up your face or your hair like i don't understand. you know what you put a bag over your head that's the trick Tea. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Done it before. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. That is such tea. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I I love that your husband has gotten into it because I wish that my boyfriend would get into it, but he literally like hates the Vanderpump cast. Um, but he does, he has been watching Real Houses of New York with me because I'm on a rewatch and we're almost done with season four. And um he'll like say little things, you know, like he really didn't like Jill. So Oh, you know, I don't like Jill either. So, um, but yeah, straight men, it's hard to deal with them. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I always say there's like, um, there's a method or like, a, there's a way to get straight men into Bravo. There's a science to get straight men into Bravo. Yeah. And it's a very calculated, it's like, it's like hunting. It's like you're going for the kill. And so you start them, you start them off with something like Top Chef or Below Deck. Okay. You start them off with something in their kind of like realm. You start them off with like people, like with like, there's a little bit of straight energy. So like, start them off with that. Then you can get them into like Southern Charm. That's how I got my brother. I got my brother into Southern Charm. There's enough, there's almost too much straight energy on that show, you know? So like, so, so I got him into that. And then what you do is you get them into the real houses of New Jersey because there's such a male, straight, masculine presence on that show. And then they don't feel as weird watching the housewives. Yeah. And then you've got them hook, line, and sinker. After that, you can show them anything else and they're they're, they're trapped. They're yours. That yeah. you, you Other people have told me that. Um, but no, my strategy is just like while he's taking his morning poop. I turn on VPR and just have it kind of in the background where I know he can hear it. And then he kind of pokes his head and he's like, what'd she just say? (laughs) You have to like have it on in the background and then you're like casually. I mean, all the boys, when I was watching like the Scandaval finale, like Mm -hmm. all the guys at that bachelor party were like, they they were all like, you know, standing behind the couch and being like, so he did this. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm like, I'm like, yes. Like, and and they're like, Tom, Tom, man, Tom. (laughs) And you know, I'm like, you got, 
it's it's good TV. You just have to yeah. get over that like that idea that it's all like yeah. trash TV. Yeah, like I think this is some of the most compelling television I've ever seen in my in my life. You know, Scandal has gotten a straight men into it, and for that we are thankful. I mean, okay. it's taken over the nation. Yes. Um, I made a lot of notes. Uh, I do think, I mean, it's, it was wild to see Raquel talk to Sandoval about, um, how she's like, I'm not loving that you guys were still being intimate when I thought that you weren't. It's like, oh my God. I mean, like my husband again was like, oh, you dumb bitch. The the whole like trailer, like Ugh. like scene was just so weird to me. And then like Sandoval having like a temper tantrum of like not wanting to be filmed, and they're like they're over there like all eating lunch right now, like they're all mm-hmm. getting filmed. Um, yeah, and- I think that that sorry to cut you off. I think that that was like obviously in their contract where it was like when you're together, you will be filmed. I thought it was really cute how Tom uh, Sandoval had that little fake lukewarm conversation with Raquel and then was like, okay, see you later. And then walked out and then thought they were going to like put the cameras on. So he was like, can I go back in now and have like a real conversation with her with the cameras not there? And they were like, no, that's not in your contract. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he, especially since he was literally just complaining about Ariana not wanting to show everything on camera. And he's like, we're on the mm-hmm. show. We need to show all of our lives, you know? And then like, and then, and then pull that and be like, I don't want to be filmed right now. And it's just like, I'm like, you are literally crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the hypocrisy is wild. I mean, and then don't even get me started on when uh, Raquel was like, they're making us out to be pathological liars, which we know we aren't. We just lied about this one thing just every day for seven months to everyone in our lives. Like, what's the big deal? I I, I loved when they finished the conversation. Um, and, you know, she, she exactly to your point, they had talked about the pathological liars. Like this whole conversation was just like super weird. And then uh, she was like, uh, he's like, I believe in you. She's like, yeah. And then it was just, it was just like the split screen and like the long pause. And I was like, you guys are, you guys are weird. You guys are fucking weird. Um, I don't know. Like, it's just mind blowing how Tom thinks he has any kind of legs to stand on in this fight. You know, like it's like any kind of defense. Like, I'm like, you just need to come and say, I fucked up. I'm sorry. This is what happened. I love her and I fucked I it's it's been horrible and I have no excuse for it besides that I went with my emotions you know and instead of trying to like vict like being like Ariana should have followed me Ariana should have done this Ariana like it's just Lala you suck shut the fuck up James like I'm like you no you're you are in the wrong 100% and and or like during this part when um when Ariana started screaming at him and he's like this is the Ariana that and it's like and everyone, are you crazy? Oh my God. No, it's, it's, yeah. The anger is not a good color on you at all. It was, it was wild. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm upset. I, I 
will tell you, I was up until this season. Well, I, I will say I did skip the season before because I heard it was trash, but I will say I will never skip a season that someone tells me to skip ever again because the character development continues to happen. So even when it's like a slow season, like you still start to learn more about, more about these people and, and, and more things are revealed. And so I do kind of wish I would have watched the season before because I, I, I believe that him being trash was kind of like almost more building up but like everything before season nine I truly felt like they were the only real couple on the show I mean despite the fact that they weren't getting married I mean especially that because they were truly it was only because Ariana didn't want to get married by the way Tom would have fucking proposed a long ass time ago he said that so I felt like they were the only good relationship, the only real relationship. Even when other people have been married on the show, I like wasn't surprised that it didn't last. Like I really felt like he was great, Ariana was great, and they were great. And so I feel bamboozled just, you know, so much. And I'm 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 disgusted watching him be like this now. I was a Tom Sandoval stan, if if you will. Ooh, um, I want to yeah. say that out loud. <laughs> what? I would have kept that one to yourself, Annie. Oh, I, <laughs> I liked him a lot. I really did. I thought he was really nice. Him wiping his tears off with the dog at, at Katie and Tom's wedding. Like all these moments, I really liked him. I really did. So, I'm embarrassed. I, some, I am. I will say some people were duped, but like overall, he always had an ick to me. There's always like, like just the way i mean even just like his speech patterns like just even the way he like talks about certain things like mm -hmm. that's fair at, at, like there was just something i just couldn't get past and i it's i talk about this like with my me and my sister and my mom we have like this gift it's like some witchy power it's like you know <laughs> we always can get a good read on people and mm -hmm. like it's not about if we're right it's about when we're right so i always like had like this kind of like about Tom, it wasn't like I hated him, but I just was like, um, like, he's not like all that in a bag of chips. Like, he's like, there's something off, you know, here. And I normally I, write about those things, too, though. <laughs> so you got too hard. I, I feel extra bamboozled. I don't know. I just thought, well, you, you know what it is? I think so highly of Ariana and I still do. And I trust like a woman's intuition because she seems so intelligent to me. I still believe that. And I, I find it, um, you know, offensive a little bit at times when people will be like, oh, well, she should have known from day one and this was happening. No, I believe that there was what was going on behind closed doors was that he was being a good partner. Like I believe I, I trust in her judgment so much. And I think that's kind of where it was coming from. I didn't believe that someone as smart and, um, poised and, and everything and reasonable as her. Cause she's always been the voice of reason to me. She was never the most explosive character, but she was always the voice of reason that bring it would bring it back to life. Like I trust her judgment so much. And I think that's, a, I mean, that's a huge, huge, huge part of where it was coming from a hundred percent. So that makes so yeah. much sense. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, you, especially cause Ariana was so level-headed Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know, uh, the, the show has like a million chaotic characters. Like, I mean, we were talking about right. chaos energy before, like everyone has their own type of chaos energy. Even Schwartz, who is super subdued, his like mm -hmm. lack of uh, any like realization of what's going on is chaos mm -hmm. energy in itself. You know, like it's just like, yeah, and even even like Tequila Katie, like we have like these like a little bit more like subdued characters, but still have they bring a level of chaos and Ariana never really had that. 
So you were like, right. this is the normal person on the show, you know, like this is yeah. the person that like makes the most sense. And yes. um, so that, is, and, and, you know, she was probably like, she's probably one of the closest girls to Lisa, you know, mm-hmm. out of the, out of the women on the show. And mm-hmm. so you think like, you know, she's like got like that, like maturity level, which she does, but like she got duped and she got duped hard. Yeah. And she's like admitting that, you know, she's like this, I was in love with this man and I, I miss him, but I feel like the, I'm missing something that wasn't even there when she said that during like the breakup. So that makes, that makes sense. So I understand why you were duped, but I always just like, just, it's a little gross. Like he's just, he really is a worm with a mustache, but. Yes. Um, Well, I found it hilarious um, when Andy was interviewing uh, Raquel one-on-one. That was, there's a lot to unpack there. I, I, I thought it was really funny when he said, did he make you feel special? (laughs) He's, he's really channeling his inner Barbara Walters. Like he was like, we are going full in. Like, have you ever seen that like montage of Barbara Walters where like, do you think he killed him? Do you think like, and it's like the, all those like crazy chaotic questions that she would ask. And I feel like he's really, really channeling that with these. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're just never going to forget. Like this is, this is reality TV history guys. Like these moments, you know, they come, they come and they go and, you know, shows, these Bravo shows, they go through their ups and their downs. But, like, we'll never forget where we were when Lou got arrested. We'll never forget where we were when Jen Shaw got arrested. We'll never forget where we were during the cancer gate of it all with OC. Like, and we're never going to forget this scandal that swept mm-hmm. the whole nation that has, mm-hmm. like, been... There, I, there's three affairs in pop culture now that have completely encapsulated the world, and that is... Charles and Diana with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Camilla. Mm-hmm. We have Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, we have Brangelina. And mm-hmm. now we have Scandal. Like, yes. like, and the way that Bravo TV has a, has a scandal on the level of A-list Hollywood and the royal family is truly, yeah. is, it's truly a, a feat, you know? It was like, an NBC nightline about it. I know it's so <laughs> wild to me. Like I'm like it's truly like even my mom like knew what was going on. You know, yeah. like she was like she like faced at me. She's like, so what's the scandal thing? You know, like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and like I was in job training when like this all broke, and like there was only one other. She's my roommate. You met her that night when we yeah. all went out. yeah. And um, she's amazing. Love Rachel, mm-hmm. but she was the only person that I could really like. We were we would be across the classroom looking at each other and be like, "Did you see? Oh my gosh, this broke out about Scandal!" You know, we were like going crazy. You know, we were like in this like our own little like weird like quarantine thing, and so this has just been insane. The whole the whole one on one sit downs are like we haven't had a one on one sit down since Oof. like. <sighs> did, Kim, did I mean, I one thing one that comes to mind very big was uh Kim Richards. Mm-hmm. Um. On Beverly Hills, there was Luann on Beverly Hills, I guess. Or no, sorry, Luann on um, Roni. Um, like he um, yeah, those left, ones. Yeah, to the lake house because she couldn't go to the reunion. Yeah, um, I did. Yeah, the one-on-one uh, with Raquel was absolutely wild. And, you know, my husband, again, is watching this for the first time. And I am envious of him to see Andy's interview skills for the first time. Do you remember the first time that you saw Andy's interview skills? Because I do. And I remember thinking like, 
oh, this was not what I was expecting. I was, you know, you think of a lot of reunion shows for reality TV. They're very fluffy. They're very much like there's no bias. You know, as an interviewer, you're supposed to be not biased. You're supposed, what? Andy could not hold back his disdain on his face when he was questioning Raquel. And it was just wonderful to me. And uh, he said, oh my gosh, when she said, we were going to quote, why'd she use the quotation marks? Oh my God, with the air. She goes, she goes, we're going to quote, get our story straight. And he said, whoa, what do you mean by that? Like you were going to maybe truncate how long it was going on. And Raquel was like, I don't know what that word means, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the whole, like getting, I can't believe she said that out loud. Like, I mean, Sandoval is probably like punching the fucking air watching that he's like that's not what you were supposed to say you know like it's like, <laughs> like it's just like you don't know wild. what Trungate means <laughs> like, you, you can watch the wheels in her brain like move you know and it's just or try to like find any it's a wheel it's i mean it's like a tricycle that is just broken and rusty it's not even going <laughs> <laughs> It's not moving anywhere. It's not moving anywhere. It's absolutely stuck. Um what was the one moment where she was like I just like when she's like, how are you feeling about the reunion day? She's like, expecting the worst, hoping, hoping for, the for the best. best. Um, Did you see David Spade's reaction? He goes, honey, there is no best. There's no best here. Girl, you're done. Like, it's just like, you know, and it's like, do you want to come back to the, sh- are you going to come back to the show? And she's like, I want to. I'm like, oh, we, know. we know, we know. <laughs> God. We know that girl. We know yeah. that, you know, yeah. the, and like her, that blazer. I mean, this is just also camp to me. I mean, I am just, I, I would love for SNL to do like a sketch on this. Like, Have I, they I, not I, yet? I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked that they haven't. Um, well, I guess there's the, the writers um, strike going on. So I guess that would. Ew. I'm surprised that chat GBT hasn't picked it up quite frankly. <laughs> so um but no i was like loving the one-on-one um i loved when uh sheena uh gave andy when she was walking off uh she's like here's also like good as gold on vinyl it's like perfectly pressed i was like (laughs) this girl you can't i was like but i want good as gold on vinyl like how do i how do i get that i would love to know you know i i hope she's cleaning up from this uh, Uber, I, I, the the royalties for the song make me curious. But um, but my husband even was like, "Oh, I get it. It's from that Uber commercial." I said, "Bitch, you don't know anything. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> I got this Uber watcher for you. Savings, <laughs> yes, bitch. I got this Uber one tip for you. Hot membership, oh yeah, to save on rides and eat savings. They're all collecting a coin right now. Like, oh, made I love it. it. I mean, I even, unfortunately, even Tom is like, because people, I don't know why, are going to. Oh, uh, but they're not going that much. Um, like, I, there was an article that was written about it, and it's, it's not, they're, it's not selling out. He's lying. It's not selling out at all. So that's a lie. <laughs> another, another <laughs> one. Thank you. <laughs> another lie. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my God. But yeah, I just, I, this is captivating television to me. I'm ready for this bombshell that we're supposed to get, which you had said 
that you predicted the LVP thing, but then she debunked that. So hold on. Uh, Some assistant that has surely been fired since debunked it on Twitter. He said ain't and he spelled though T-H-O. So that was not Lisa Vanderpump, obviously. (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, No, last time I was on, I and this was before the whole. Is it Demoy? Is that right? Demois. Des Moines. Des Moines, sorry. Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. So before any of that came out, I had just said that I didn't, like the way that Lisa walked out uh, seemed odd to me. The way that she was allowing um, certain people to talk to her, I thought was weird. And the way that she was and still is in second part, I agree with now, is acting too nice um, I said last time that I felt like she was pre-apologizing for something that she knows is going to come out. And that, yes, I was guessing is maybe perhaps that she knew sooner. And is it going to be like Puppygate 2.0? <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I'm like, are we going to like, you guys are building this up. So like this better be yeah. something like yeah. I think like maybe Lisa knew before, but like I think it could be that the affair started like when she was with James but like, well, the good news is we know that Raquel is a loose cannon, obviously, and is going to say whatever the fuck and doesn't give a fuck. So she's going to tell anything. And I think that that well, that's that I believe is true, is that the the bombshell comes out and Raquel is one on one. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But we'll see. So part three next week, big finale. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. And I'm excited to talk about it. So. Yes. Let's get into another reunion. We have part one of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. So let's get into the Real Housewives of New Jersey. No, home. it wasn't about my actually came putting to food see me on one someone's day table. On, Who? In, in jail. Guess why? Because the he wasn't on rolling. the list. He wasn't because on the, the list, Teresa, until it was going to benefit you for the Teresa checks in. Then he was no, suddenly uh, on the list. No. Then he was on the list. No. He wasn't on the list. She lied. I'm okay. not I'm lying. I'm tired of her lies. I'm not lying. I'm sticking I'm up for lying. myself. Stick up I, for yourself with your husband. covered for you. Not me, honey. I had your back for the last 20 years. No, When you needed us and you needed a brother and she yes, needed a ride yes. to college, and Joe packed her up and set, took her to okay. college. We were good then, right? You, you now we're pieces look, of shit. Where you're sitting. You got your man, and now we're pieces of shit. Exactly. All right. Okay. All right. Done. Okay, good. All right, let's talk about this reunion. Uh, this, the women are all together. It's a Ireland castle theme, and they all look fabulous, to be honest. Like, I think that Andy was right. I think, like, this is collectively one of the best Jersey reunions. I would also argue that, um, when it comes to looks, I would also argue that the all-white reunion was pretty good, too. They all looked pretty good at what that one. That? What was and that? Jersey. Um, it was like season. It wasn't last season. I think it was like the season before. So I think like season, what is that? 11? 10? I can't remember, but I'll take your word for it. Um, well, at least Teresa and Jen looked ph- phenomenal. There's like this one picture. It's like one of my favorite reunion behind the scenes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And they look fucking amazing. But so we are going into, you know, the same old fight between Melissa 
and Teresa. I will say that this reunion was way more entertaining than the season. Yeah. By a long shot. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's getting very hard to defend Teresa. I went into um, this season more on Teresa's side because I thought that Lute, I, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm not a Melissa Gorga girl. I'm not, listen, and I was listening to the podcast, Mo and um, our friend Maddie, who's also on the podcast, uh, they will look at a housewife and see that they are pretty and immediately defend them. I am very much not, I'm very much not that way. You have to give me camp moments. You have to give me iconic moments. And if you're, if you're pretty, you're just a pretty face and I don't need that. And Melissa Gorga is a gorgeous woman, but she really doesn't bring anything unless it has to do with Teresa. Like, I don't think that she provides anything really to the show. Um, but, um, and I think that in this fight, in this war between Melissa and Teresa and Joe Gorga and Louie, I think that like both sides have done wrong and, uh, but it's getting, to the point where you have to kind of pick the lesser of those mm-hmm. two evils and it's starting to lean towards the Gorgas. But I think that like Joe Gorga is like a narcissist, wants to be on television, doesn't give a fuck. Like, like I feel like he is holding on for dear life to the show. And I don't think Melissa is as much. Like, I don't think Melissa cares as much, but I think that Joe, I think I don't, I just like Joe more than I just like Melissa. Well, but like, yeah i mean i don't know i just it's like a tough argument because i feel like most of the people on these shows are have narcissistic tendencies you know and so that's like a tough argument and i do think melissa cares which is why i'm actually i was surprised that that her and joe chose to go this route this season to be honest with you like the 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 couple times that Teresa did throw out or Louis did kind of throw out a little bit of a, hey, let's make this right. I was surprised that they are now choosing to to draw the line in the sand because I, I think that anyone you ask would say that if, uh, like now, if Teresa is saying she will not, you know, be around her, like most people would assume that Teresa is going to be the one to stay. So, I mean, I'm sh- I've been shocked by that, and I'm I um. I don't uh, side with people because they're pretty either at all. So that's not why I like Melissa, but I just, okay. You say that she doesn't bring anything to the show, but the thing is, is like Teresa has been the main person, the star, like for so long. So to have anybody that is willing to stand up to Teresa, I would argue that brings a ton to the show. I mean, you know what I mean? So I think that's pretty, that's pretty important actually. But that just started happening like this season. Um, again, I mean, I mean, obviously there was things before and there was like that feud before, but in the past couple of years, there really hasn't been much that she has offered. And then, and then the only thing that she's going to offer again is reverting to what she did offer before, which was the feud. And like, I just am so tired of it. Mo said on the last podcast that he wants them both, but I don't want them both back. I think one of them needs to go. I think, I don't know who it needs. I personally think think that it needs to be melissa um and then we can see how Teresa stands on her own in the show and if she truly can carry the show without the family drama and if Mm -hmm. she can't then we move on with like you know i but i think like the rest of the cast right now is like like pretty solid but i think we have to really figure out what's going on between melissa and Teresa, and if there is Mm -hmm. any going forward or if like it just needs like i think one needs to jump ship like i i don't think that we need both 
Yeah. I mean, I think we need at least one. Um, I, I just, I guess where I'm coming from is I just like really don't want to like reward Teresa and Louis for this horrible behavior. And I know that's not the way that casting goes, but that's where I'm at from an emotional level. I just don't want to reward these two. I don't want to reward Louis. Yeah. I think that Teresa has put in the work for the show. Like, I feel like it's like, I don't blindly go for the OGs. Uh, sometimes I do and I'll like notice that and I have to, you know, kind of like reroute and figure out, you know, what makes sense. But like, it's hard to defend. Like I said, it's hard to defend Teresa right now, but like Louie, it's like, and it clearly like, I loved how they were saying this in the reunion that he wanted to get on TV. He knew who she was and he mm-hmm. tried and he was going to try to get with Alexia first. I was mm-hmm. like, when they said that, I was like, I was like, oh, not Alexia. Now why is she in it? You know, like I was like, but she's the Teresa of Miami. I mean, that's wild. <laughs> I think it's like they could have picked any other housewife. Yeah. And the, the fact that they picked Alexia is just so comical to me. Um, and but like Louis is like, I think I was, I mean, you got duped with Scandoval, like with with uh Tom Sandoval. Like, I feel like I was totally against louie in the beginning and then the beginning of the season i was like and you can listen to like those first like couple like recaps i was like um he kind of like seems like he wants her to like mend the relationship it seems like he's the more level-headed and he's bringing her back down but then like the real once once he got more comfortable around the cameras the real louie really started to pop out and it was like scary it was like very jarring and like him just being like what if i don't care what space i'm in with my siblings. I'm very close to my brother and my sister. If my partner was saying the things that he was saying about my sibling, it would be game over. Like, I'd be like, um, you're not you're, like when he was like, I wouldn't give him water. I wouldn't even like, he's uh, a rat. But, but Zach, like Teresa says these things about her siblings, like on a daily basis. So obviously this is the, this is why I say that, that this is why I say that he is her Prince Charming. She loves that. Like, that's what she wants. Like she, like, this is not a normal person like you or I, okay. That have good relationships with their siblings. Like she wants this divide. She wants him to be like, like she has never been so turned on in her life when he finally flipped the switch a couple episodes ago and said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go after him. That's what she loves. That's what turns her on. Like, hello. Like, it's not the same. It's just like, for me, like I can talk so much shit about my sibling, but if you're talking shit about my sibling, that's like, no, you're not going to like like go there but i think that there's oh, just hurt on she both. loves jen too she like yeah, loves there's just, like for me it's just like there's so much hurt on both sides so it's like like i understand i understand some of Teresa's qualms but i also understand that she's blind to like some of like the, the what melissa has done to try to mend the relationship and she just doesn't want it like like i loved I did love Melissa's performance in this reunion. And I thought that she was like, really like, nope, that's not true. I can tell you when and where and what time and what restaurant and what you ordered when we all went out. Like, you know, she came to play. She came to play. She did. It was, she came to say, I'm staying. I'm like, I'm going to stay. And I, she, she's really delivering for sure. Yeah. It was cringe though. When she came in with the hood and then like (sighs) the, and then the post that she made with like, I have the tiger playing. I was like, please, this is, I don't like the hood. That's enough. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, Melissa came to to play. Uh, Teresa's hypocrisy for me is what always does it. Like, I can't do it. And I think, like, I've talked to Mo about this. One thing that he needs from his housewives is, like, beauty. One thing that I need is, like, 
making sense. And like, I think like he said last episode that like he does, she didn't deserve to go to prison because she was just being dumb. And I'm like one of those people, like if you'd know me for a while, you know, that I believe that being stupid is like a punishable crime and you don't deserve <laughs> to go to prison. <laughs> like her being dumb enough to have missed all the signs, lock her ass up. <laughs> She's a menace to society for that alone. Yeah. Like it's like, like, it's like you are, you are a danger to society. Like, you're so dumb that you ignored everything and you were living in your old fucking dream world. If that's the worst thing you did, then yeah, lock her ass up. Okay. It was only like a, a year, whatever. It's fine. She deserved it. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh like her saying, like the hypocrisy of her saying like that fucking uh, Rachel Fuda asking her if, she, if her, uh, uh, her and Melissa's kids were close was a setup question, but then her not understanding the side of the argument where everyone is pointing the finger at Teresa being like, you had your minions set up many questions throughout the season of like, or many things throughout the season of you bringing up what Laura said about Melissa and Joe. Like you don't understand the the parallel in that. Like, shut the fuck up. I can't. One, one thing that I am so curious about and I wish that they dove into this more. It was the most interesting part of the whole reunion for me was this Laura conversation and the conversation about her casting process. Yes. This was so interesting to me. I wanted way more answers from Andy. I wanted Andy to be like, she sucked. Like we tried to cast her, yeah. but she just wasn't good. Like I wanted I her. Like, like I was like, somebody like tell us why this woman didn't get casted because Andy was basically going like, she has every single connection, every single drama, <laughs> like every every storyline placed mm -hmm. there. What was so bad about this woman that she could not get on the Real Houses of New, like, of New Jersey? I am so yeah. curious about that. Well, I do think that he did drop a little bit of a bombshell vice and they just, I think they just didn't focus on it enough or like circle back to it was because I think he kind of said it while other people were like yelling. But when he said, no, Mark, because... Jen said something like, why wouldn't you want her on the show if she was like your best friend? And then Andy said, Margaret did try to get her on the show. And then it kind of seems like what he's alluding to is that after she didn't get on the show, she like jumped ship to go over to the dark side and was trying to cuddle up to, you know, uh, Jen and Teresa and get on the show that way. Cause it's like, and maybe she believes that Margaret didn't try. Well, she, actually Jen said that she did believes that Margaret was not trying to well, get on the show her, yeah. was trying to not get her on the show, which Andy revealed was the exact opposite. So she really did throw away that friendship for no fucking reason. Like just disgusting. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like her either. And I think it's so, but then I liked how Andy was like, um, they said something about like, you know, how Margaret, they were feuding and the fallout of their friendship. And he's like, from a production standpoint, like, wouldn't you think that we would want that? Mm -hmm. Like from a production yeah. standpoint, that seems like a lot of drama, like, doesn't it? So this girl must've been like a dud, like personality wise, or like, she didn't have, I don't like, I don't know what, I want to know what the reason was. I need Andy to write another book and have a chapter called <laughs> Laura. Like, I, that's what I'm <laughs> like, just, I need that for like, personal reads i like it, it just sounds so interesting to me i love that whole like kind of casting process but yeah. i don't know overall the reunion was good what did you think of like the rachel and danielle stuff i can't believe like like i think that both of them rachel and danielle were good additions i do <laughs> think that i le i'm leaning more towards rachel than danielle but i think that danielle offers like that jersey energy like which like yeah. margaret had when she came on the show like that kind of like it, it was a lot when she said 
your balls drag on the floor. Like it was a lot, yeah. but it was Jersey, you know? So I was like, okay with it. Um, yeah. But I need more. We need to know why her brother is sending the gifts back and why he hates her fucking guts. Like, it's not because you unfollowed him on Instagram. Like, I'll tell you that. Like, it, I 100% agree with Margaret. Like, something fucking happened. And she might be completely oblivious to it. But, like, we need a mic on her brother and get that side of the story. Yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. And I, I can't believe that he's not coming on since apparently it's his favorite show. <laughs> that, that, how bad is it if it's your favorite show and you're still not coming on like that's like that's really that's really bad because i don't know i don't i don't care if like how bad my relationship would be with like my sister if my sister was living in like new york and got on the real houses in new york city and we hadn't spoken in years i'd be like i'm making amends with her and i'm getting on my favorite show and i'm doing a scene you know (laughs) oh i mean even just like your friend, you would do that. I, I think like that's probably the whole reason she came on the show. <laughs> yeah. To try to get him out. Come on. <laughs> He's like, me and my brother are feuding. What's the one way I can get him back? Get on the real houses in New Jersey, his favorite show. Come on. <laughs> Join me. Let's go get some pasta. You know, like let's have a scene. Let's like th- throw some wine at each other, you know. Yeah. But like yeah. something must have really happened. And like, I don't buy like the like and the dad is like like that one scene they flash back of that dad, like her dad like sobbing, you know, and being like super dramatic. And yeah. the mom was like, you know, like, I don't know, he just doesn't want to talk to you. I'm like, there's something else. It's not yeah. just like, you know, yeah. I want to know, I want the sister-in-law on the show. Oh no, God. Oh my God. Are they do you think this is all just a ploy for them to be like Teresa and Melissa 2.0? I don't know, but like if I will allow it if it's entertaining enough. I will allow it if it's entertaining enough. It's like fresh. Yes, it's like kind of like the same, like kind of like, you know, two houses, you know, Capulets and Montagues. Like, but like, like give me like a Romeo and Juliet 2.0, but like it's like it needs to be good, you know? So like it can't just be the skeleton of like the story. It's got to have some like meat to the bones. Well, I would assume that the sister in law would make friends with Melissa. And then have that. (laughs) (laughs) It just would be very interesting. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm interested to hear more about this. Uh, I'm interested to see part two um, and the husbands. Mm Because I'm I'm not usually really like into the husbands. But um, if like Frank Catania is getting like upset. I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's going on. Like all the men are kind of like, fuck you, Louis. So I want to see that yeah um and louis is just so oh my god if a red flag was a person like i mean it's just like so literally he's, he's literally so red he's so red like how do we not see it like <laughs> like like his his skin color is visibly yeah. visibly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just came in with like a sign on his face that said i'm a red flag <laughs> i have a red flag and this is and i'm just proving a point Teresa can't sense these things um <laughs> You know, and it's just, it's, it's a lot. Um, I mean, that's all I really have on Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have anything else you want to? Not really. Just the one note that I made that I thought was funny was when Teresa tried to compare them to Beverly Hills and Melissa said, oh, you are not Beverly Hills. (laughs) She ate her up with that line. She walked right into that. Like, yes, let's be like Beverly Hills. It's like, Mm, let's go down like a few franchises first mm-hmm. you know like yeah. like, like, like. Yeah. but i will say i like Teresa's hair i love like it. Little, love it um 
and uh, Jen's outfit looks better on camera than it did in like the pictures. Like it looks better sitting down. I'm still not obsessed with it, but I think that they all look like pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for my Jen Fessler to come on the screen. Yes. Yes. That is, I... That's my girl. That's my Jersey wife. I adore her. I want to see more of her. She wants to like share everything. I could not praise that woman enough. So mm-hmm. bring her on, bring her on the couch. And another thing with Jersey is that I've been thinking about since we posted that clip of Danielle and Marge. Danielle is such a chaos agent and I want Danielle Staub back in some capacity. I just feel like Jersey thrives when Danielle Staub is on. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. I have to be honest. I just feel no. like it thrives even like in a friend role. Like she just brings, she, she riles everyone. It's so good. It's so good. Doesn't deserve to be compensated for her behavior. You bring her on for free. I'm cool with it, but do not give that woman any fucking money. <laughs> She's so crazy. I like liver. Um, but anyways, that is our Jersey segment. So let's get into the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I thought we were showing up to the Met Gala, honey. What's going on? At 7.40, you were not downstairs. Yeah. I don't know who Kenya. Who says it? Marlo and Sanya? This cocktail party is definitely lame like Kenya, who is looking like a low-rent Carrie Bradshaw. Thank y'all. You're welcome. We're showing you how a party All right, guys, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And this is not, this is going to be a very hard conversation for, I think, a lot of us. Um, And I think it's going to be hard to hear for some people. And I'm starting to see on Twitter that people are starting to, you know, it's okay to know when your favorite franchise is a little sick, right? Uh, I mean, we, we, we talked about Roni and how it needed a little fixing but you know they just pulled the plug (laughs) they were just like nope we're not giving it any medicine we're just gonna pull the plug on it and i don't want them to do that to atlanta there's an answer there is there is something we can do about atlanta that is right there with our fingertips and that Mm -hmm. is kim zolciak beerman okay i know some some people might not want to hear that but it's it's kim zolciak beerman i mean we want to see i want to see the kim and croy divorce i thought that those that those uh cons we're going to be together forever um and i truly thought you know now i know that love is dead when they went got divorced i'm like she is divorcing that big booty man and love is dead to me um but guys atlanta is in a crisis it is in a crisis we have never seen ratings like this before and i know that it was a holiday weekend you can come up with whatever excuse in the book, Atlanta has not been Atlanta since season 10. And that is a fact. It just has not hit in five years. And uh, I was watching this episode and I was trying to dissect it. There was a there's a couple moments that I chuckled, you know, like, mm-hmm. but like Atlanta used to have me like belly laughing. 
Like yeah. it was the funniest franchise and they don't even like, it's not even that it's, it's not part like providing the drama anymore. It's, it's not even providing the laughs, which was, was something that was so special about Atlanta. It's the most memeable franchise. It's hilarious. And we're not even getting that right now. So like um, this episode, this, this segment I think is going to be less of a recap and more of a, like um, an intervention and like, what can we do? What, how can we save this? What are the good parts? What are the parts that we keep and what are the um, organs that we throw away and ask for, uh, you know, <laughs> replacements? <laughs> Cause yeah, this is like the scenes in like Grey's Anatomy where we have like an inoperable tumor and we, as doctors have to sit down and kind of make a game plan on how are we going to do the impossible? Okay. I have an answer. <laughs> okay, Just give us give us your takes. Bring back Kim. Uh, bring back Portia. Uh, get rid of Sonia. Dead air, please. No, thank you. Bye. Um, and uh, I'm so sorry, you guys. Marlo's gonna have to go back to a friend of. Okay, I want her in small doses. I was writing for her to have a peach more than anybody but like the thing about her it's the fun shade it's her telling Portia that her doormat was too small for her home that's what I want from Marlo I don't want all this dark shit I don't want it I'm good without it no thank you here's the thing that we that I said um the other day in the dms is that um you know because somebody else uh responded and was saying that Marlo needs to go um and I'm like here's they're like, it's the same old, it's the same old things. She does the same old tricks. And I'm like, unfortunately, she's the only one providing any tricks on this show right now. I'm like, that's the, that's the, that's the one thing. It's like, she's the only one working. In my opinion, I think Sheree is working a little bit too. I love my Sheree. I love my Cleveland queen. Um, But like, Marlo's the only one working. And I'm sorry, Candy, what is that clip of, um, uh, Kiki, where she's like, the storyline has run stale. But the storyline for me has run stale. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, <laughs> it's yeah. over. I get so triggered when we are in that room with Don Juan and Carmen in those hot pink chairs in her oh office. God, I, 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 get a, I get a visceral reaction now because I know we are about to go through a corny scene where she is going to talk about whatever, what other next business venture. Listen, I respect Candy's hustle. I respect everything that, you know, she has built the empire that she has built, but I do not need to see it on TV anymore. And Marlo is absolutely right. Candy will talk about everybody else, but Marlo or, but like herself. And also she won't even talk about everything else. Really? Like, I'm like, she, she, like, she has to kind of like, it, it's just, it's, it's done. I don't need to hear about Todd. Uh, give Mama Joyce a peach over Candy. Like, Mama Joyce works harder than Candy does. Like, and in my opinion, I, I love that scene where, um, where Marlo was like, the streets are talking and the streets are, yeah. Like, I like, I like, yes. love that. But like, I just think, and Candy makes the biggest paycheck on Bravo. It's too, it's too much for her to provide that little. And I know that the network, like for some reason, like adores her. Um, but like, it's, I can't do it. That is, it is sinking that ship faster than the fucking Titanic. Okay. A couple things. Um, I mean, okay. You're kind of contradicting yourself. Cause it's like, do you want people to talk about what's going on in their lives? But then you don't like when she talks about what's going on in her life, that's fine. I don't really care about the Todd things too. I don't really care about them talking about what's going on in their lives at all. Quite frankly, though, look, I definitely don't really want to hear Marlo talk about 
her trying to own a gun so much. Um, but like, I, I think that if Candy doesn't want to talk about a shooting that happened at her family owned business to a member of her family, I don't fault her for that. And I, again, I don't think that that's like the TV that we want to see. I mean, talk about real shit, obviously, but I don't think that you can get upset with her for like, not wanting to speak about that. Um, and also too, when it goes back to the Marlowe point, most of the things that she's bringing up are about candy. So it's a little bit of like a, you know, because I think that I think that Marlo is frustrated. I think that she's bringing up anything she can about Candy because Candy has not had to work. I think she's like, you need to work. You are getting paid way more than me, and mm-hmm. you need to work. And I'm and, and and I think Marlo is justified in being like sick and tired of everyone talking about her, her past, everything mm-hmm. like this. And she's like, no, you're not gonna like have something happen like that, especially. And I think Marlo is like. Uh, hurt about you know her nephew situation and Mm. everything like that rightfully so and do i want to hear about this shooting Uh, no it is very dark but it is real it happened so at least like address it but i think that like candy i want her to talk about things in her life but it's the same thing and i think it's like she calculates like okay i'm gonna work on a bravo show or a, a broadway show again and we're going to talk about this, you know, and, oh, Todd's not spending enough time with me. We're going to talk. And I'm like, we've talked, we've talked about this. We've talked about this numerous times. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe, I don't care about that. Maybe, stuff. maybe candy in a friend role, like, uh, but which yeah. I think her ego is too big. I don't think she would ever do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't care about like, her. I don't care about her Broadway shows. Um, I, I just, um, I think that. Marlo is um, val- like validated in bringing up like her pain and her um, what happened to her family, though. Sh- I don't know that she's being real about it because she's trying to make it about. <sighs> she said, why does Candy keep having shootings like. Her nephew got shot at his apartment six months after he stopped working at the restaurant. And I don't know why she's trying to tie it to candy. I'm just not getting it. Um, so I think that actually Marlo lacks a certain level of authenticity and and that's exactly why, like she's trying to make something where it's not there. I don't believe that you're really upset about that, but, but like, you know what, if she's going to, if that's her, if that's, um, of what you said is true. And she's just trying to like make candy work for it. Then great. Yeah. Make like incest candy, like make her angry. Like, like Marlo making her angry last year was when we got the moment of bitch I'm worldwide. So like, like that I'm all cool for like get candy activated. Like that's how I want candy to bring it. I don't want to hear candy talk about what happened in the restaurants. I want her to get angry and like, give me like iconic lines and like get into it. That's that's like, I like I've talked about it on the podcast. I love shaky voice candy. Like when she yes. is, Yes. Um, upset, and she's like, I'm tired of doing this. You know, I was like, like, I like when she's, you know, yeah. up in arms, but I just think, I don't know. I just think it's time to move on from Miss Candy Burris. I'm over it. Um, I think what we do with this cast is unfortunately, I was here for giving Sonia a second chance, and she's not delivering the way that I would like her to. So um boot Sonia, um, boot candy. 
And I don't think that we're, I just don't think I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I just don't think that we're in a position right now to be able to get rid of any OGs yet. I think that what I was saying earlier is more the answer of like, let's bring in some new blood to kind of, and then like, you know, kind of mesh with some of the OGs. And then once they have their footing in the group on the show, then we can filter the OGs out instead of just like scrapping it and starting anew. I don't think that we're ready for that yet. If that does that make sense? Like I think no, that's that hundred percent makes sense. I but I think that maybe we boot Sonya and add in Courtney full time because I like what Courtney's bringing. I do. I think that like she surprised me because like when we were like looking at you know pictures of filming and everything, I, like you know when you just look at a housewife and you're like, I don't know if you have the aura of a housewife. Like I don't know if you because she, have... she has thin lips like Allie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like when I look at like there's certain ones that I'll look at and I'll get a vibe and I'll just like, I can feel it. And usually I'm right. But like, sometimes I've been wrong, but like, like for example, I'm hoping that the new housewife on OC Jennifer brings it because I feel that she has that energy. Like, I feel like she's going to give us something good. You know, I just have a good vibe about her. Um, I wasn't able to read that on Courtney at first, but she has been proving me wrong. I think she's also making candy work and like, she's been like great. And she has ties to the group. Like, She's connected to Drew. She's connected to like Charette. Like, so like, I feel like she makes sense. And unfortunately, Sonya is getting the boot. Uh, Drew has the divorce storyline and she's made connections with the group. So she has something real going on. So I say, keep her. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I think that like, at least Kim and Portia need to come back. That would be great. You know? So, like, maybe not trim so much of the fat, but add a little bit on it, trim a little mm-hmm. fat and add in some, you know, mm-hmm. some OG and then mm-hmm. and then we can, you know, go from there. I agree. But this we're in a crisis, guys. It's yeah. a little scary out here for Atlanta. You know we, need? we need Allie from VPR because I know she's a PR mogul. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> She'll get the job done. Yeah. I believe that but she can achieve anything. I do think that, um, like, I mean, this is what I was saying in our Bravo chat. Like, uh, with with Atlanta, it's a little bit of a different story because so many of the OGs have real shit going on. So you have, like, Kim, divorce. Cynthia, mm-hmm. divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, Portia, she's got this new wealthy lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, and I'm not, I'm talking like she jumped tax brackets like quick, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, and I'd like to see that. And she's funny. She's comedic, you know? So like, yes. let's bring that, some of that energy. Um, but I well, don't know. I, I mentioned this, I think, on one of the podcasts that I was on, but I said, I think that the viewers like Cynthia sad. So I think that now that she's divorced, we could bring her on back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring her on back. Come on, Miss Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all for the Atlanta recap. It was less of a recap and more of like exactly what Annie said. We are surgeons right now. We're trying to figure out how to bring this show back to life because we love Atlanta. You love mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, the world loves Atlanta and needs Atlanta. So let's fix this and not do what we did to Roni, which is pull the plug and say, you know, RIP, RIP love. You know, we don't want to do that. So that is our Atlanta recap. All right, Annie, thank you so much for being the guest co-host. Love 
I've loved this little Kiki. We had a little Kiki at Rise, but I'm excited for more Kikis on the pod and more Kikis out in the city. So thank you so much for being on. Where can everyone follow you? Um, my Instagram is at fashion fanny. Uh, fanny is spelled F A N N I E. Um, I post fashion things. I post real housewives things. Um, yeah. Give her a follow guys. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys know what to do. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at about underscore Bravo. Um, more new content coming your way. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. What's up, guys? It's Reed. I hope you haven't forgotten about little old me. I was out of the country last week in Puerto Vallarta, whooping it up. Like the Trace Amigas would want. It was amazing. I paid no attention to Bravo or anything really. So I had so much to catch up on when I got home Monday at like two in the morning. I'm proud to say I've caught up on everything. This week I'm actually traveling for work, which is why I was on, not on the pod a second week in a row. I know you guys are just probably missing me so, so much, but I will be back next week. Um, I wanted to just send a quick note, a voice note on my thoughts of all things Bravo. So I'll start with Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm, I started off this season just so excited, hoping that it would be really exciting and good this year and just really letting me down so far. So um, more to come on that, but just not really loving the new season of Atlanta the way I wanted to after that premiere episode. Um, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, I'm still really enjoying. I think that is like one of my new Bravo shows. Very excited to keep that going. Um, Teresa Gets Married. That was a fun episode. Uh, we got some great cameos from other housewives. I was hoping to see more though. I feel like when they were posting last year, everyone was posting on Instagram of being at her wedding. I thought we were going to get a lot. I thought it was going to be like BravoCon, but like we really didn't see like that many people in that Teresa Gets Married episode. Um, the Re Jersey reunion this week, though, whoo, man, if only the whole season could have been this exciting. I have to say, I'm a foodinator. Uh, Rachel Fuda, you are eating and not afraid to go up against Teresa. Like, get her again for me, please. I love this newbie energy going up against the big bad boss, Teresa. Um, not loving Danielle as much as I was. You know, you guys all heard all season long I said that she was my new fave. Just not, you know, she kind of fizzled out. It's, it's, it, you know, one thing about the tables, they turn. And Rachel Fuda has turned out to be my favorite of the two newbies, full-time newbies, of course. No shade to Jen Fessler. Um, and then finally, Vanderpump. Oh, my God. I can't succinctly tell you my thoughts in a short voice note, but all I have to say is part one and part two of this reunion, mwah, chef's kiss. Like, I don't want this season to end. I just really hope that we can have this good of a season next year, too. Like, I just, Vanderpump was on life support, you guys. And this season, it is back. It is back in the zeitgeist. People at work this week are talking about it. My mom started watching it. She's not even a reality TV junkie. Like, it's making cultural impact. I really need it to keep the momentum going. Um, Raquel, gotta love you, girl. Rock of love. Just out here 
tearing up marriages, tearing up relationships. Um, yeah, that's all I really got in this short, succinct uh, note. But I miss you guys, and I'll be back next week. Bye.